Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse, Code, and Crown, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, The Mythos Mysteries, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town, The Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today welcome back my kindred to blood and syrup a vampire the masquerade live play podcast i am sylvania dracul your host through this world of darkness the coterie finally had a moment together following the traumatic events of the night val tried and failed to comfort a despondent evangeline everett struggled with a lack of kindred blood to feed upon and Doris, in her usual fashion, dropped hints of even more trouble ahead for the sheriff. Will a day's rest be enough to face what a new night will bring? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. It's not a new evening in New Haven. Something is desperately and horrifically wrong. Uh, Val and Evangeline, please roll rouse checks. Rousing. That's just one D10, right? That's correct. Yeah. I got a five, so I think that just fails, right? I got a five, too! Oh, there we All go. Right. Um, so you each had uh, one point of hunger uh, and failed to awaken. Boo! Um, 
Rouse checks, uh, generally speaking, aren't failable. Uh, so something is is desperately wrong. Um, as both of you uh, sort of begin to um, move your move your limbs and try and kind of uh, awaken as you normally would, feeling of course that hunger that you both just just received, um, your vision blurs a bit. Uh, your limbs feel unresponsive and sluggish, and um, the uh, value probably. I imagine you're probably like sleeping on a chair, right? I don't think you would have gotten too too comfortable. Yeah, I imagine she maybe even is sleeping on the floor, just the back to the okay. wall. Like, yeah. Great. Sitting. And uh, Evangeline, where do you imagine you were sleeping in the uh, the hospital room? Um, uh, Evangeline's in a chair because because she had to do like um, really shitty hours of like uh, being on the news and stuff. She mm-hmm. got used to just like falling asleep in a chair when she had to. So totally fair. All right. Um. Uh, so again, you can't really see much. Um, you think you can see sunlight coming in through the, the blinds, um, uh, just in, in sort of glimpses, uh, not enough to burn you, but, uh, enough to know that it's not evening. Um, Mm. and, uh, Evangeline, as you, uh, fail your, your ability to get up, you, you kind of slide forward, um, off your chair. Uh, it's a no bones day for you. Um, (laughs) and you, um, you can kind of feel the blanket you pulled up fall away uh as you just full on full body face plant uh into the ground uh you move your arms to to catch yourself uh but they do not respond um and uh you you smash into the ground val meanwhile um you're still on the ground you can't move and i feel like uh being paralyzed is probably like a special kind of frustration for Mm -hmm. for val um so you hear kind of a thump uh behind you but again because you both uh, rolled low. Um, unfortunately, you're you're both just kind of drifting in and in and out. Um, and the uh, the only thing um, that uh, Evangeline you you get as you you kind of fall forward is that uh, neither Everett uh, nor Doris are in the room with you. Um, and Val, uh, all you hear is um, the sound of a, a hiss and a rattle as uh, a reptilian creature uh, slides up and over your back. Um, meanwhile, uh, Everett, uh, go ahead and roll me a rails check, sir. Oh my God. All right. Uh, that's a 10. 10. All righty. Um, so uh, rise and shine. Uh, no, no extra hunger for you, which is damn good because you're a hungry lad. Uh, you have not had uh, vampire blood um, in a bit. Um, yeah. And uh, normally that wouldn't be too much of a problem, but based on all the damage you've taken and torpor and everything else um, and your refusal <laughs> to drink in the hospital, they uh, they brought you out of torpor with uh, with human blood. But because they were kind of like bringing you out on an IV drip, um, I think we can safely say it kind of like likely went around your your uh, uh, ventral leanings, uh, largely yeah. because so much of your, your bane is around uh, taste and flavor. Like I kind of imagine it's closer to like a really, really hard vomit reaction to cilantro. <laughs> like it's just like, <laughs> no. Um, right. But if I was fed cilantro intravenously, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I think we're yeah, still going to say yeah. you're kind of fucked up, but your body was so desperate for anything, it it couldn't care. And you probably yeah. did like vomit up like black bile and grossness that, sure, from like yeah. your undead body. But, uh, you, you know, you're I'm strapped conscious. to a journey. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, if, if anyone could handle that, it was the incredibly calm uh, James Bezos who, you know, oh, yeah, was, was yeah. built built for this. I just want to um, say that Tom's feelings about cilantro do not – 
reflect the feelings. I love of cilantro. The no, whole company. Hundred percent. I love it. I love it so much. I was just trying to think of like. What's the universal thing <laughs> that somebody who hates it? No, I agree, but I also want to go on record that it tastes delicious to me and not like soap. So uh, get at me, Cilantro Twitter, and join me. We'll have a cilantro party. It's going to be great. tastes like soap to me, but I like soap. So there you go. Hey, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, we can move on. I'm sorry. Sit right in because of all the cussing we do on the show. You, you yeah. gain a taste for the punishment. Um, right. So... Um, uh, so Everett, um, you uh, you awake and um, uh, you're uh, alarmed to find yourself in a box again. Hmm. Um, this has become a more common occurrence for you of late <laughs> than you would yeah. like, particularly as a kindred who doesn't traditionally sleep in a coffin. Like you're you'd sleep in like your your car for a bit back when you still had a car back in in Montreal, and then your office, and then here. Like you've kind of been making a run of it, so waking up in yet another box is not great. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think your first reaction is uh, waking up in in a box? I think because the last time I woke up, it was I was brought out of torpor and I was in a completely different place. I think it's probably just another assumption that something happened while I was in the hospital, and they've just moved me. You know, mm. hospital beds. You can't wake me up during the day, so you probably just. There's probably an implied form of consent at this hospital for like, like, like day sleeping vampires to be moved if need be kind of thing. Just kind of like thinking like, I mean, I, I guess that's just how this town works. It's all, it's all new to me, but that would make sense. Um, am I able to move my limbs? The uh, yes, you can. Okay. Um, as soon as you uh, begin to, could you actually uh, before you, you you get to to movie in here? Given that you're not having a panic reaction to, to yeah. waking up, um, can you roll me a uh, an awareness and let's go with uh, let's go with wits. Awareness plus wits. That's a lot of dice. There we go. Let me know if I'm hitting hitting the mic when i shake my dice like this oh dearie 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 me um <laughs> that is three successes a two oh, no. tens one on a hunger die <laughs> some people uh, call them that some people have referred to them as that in the past yes mm, yes yes quite uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I believe it's it's referred to specifically in the news source books that they're releasing as, as messy successes. Right. It's it's yeah. canon now. As long as no one's read them, it's canon. Uh, don't, don't. It's like that old Simpsons gag. It's like, it doesn't say that in the Bible. It's like, sure, it does in the back. Um, oh, fuck me, Tyler. That was not what I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> so what is awareness and wit? So what does the beast notice? <laughs> is it all of a sudden like put my fist through the lid of this box or whatever it is yes oh jesus um, i think um uh given the the state of, of your hunger uh even though you you don't gain any more by by awaking um you've been injured enough hurt enough that i think uh the, the beast just just kind of fully uh kicks in and honestly like it's been clawing its way out more and more uh for you of late um and uh i think uh even though, like investigator uh, Everett Fry might have like a, a a sound, sober, logical way to approach this, uh, the beast is is having none of it. Um, 
so uh, as you struggle to hear uh, through the box, um, it's like the frustration at, at, you know, when there's like a sound, it, this is usually like people talking where you can hear just enough to know that people are talking mm-hmm. and you can almost make it out. I think it's your beast picks up on that and it just unfortunately like sets off a weird chain reaction of like, I should be able to hear this. It's frustrating. I can't hear this. If I was out there, I could hear it. I must hear. Um, oh. So you burst burst forth uh, from uh, from this box, um, at which point uh, you just hear uh, uh, someone in a helmet uh, yell, shit! Um, and uh, suddenly uh, you're in midair uh, as uh, exploding from the box uh, has caused uh, the uh, helicopter you're riding in uh, to tilt wildly as you and three armor clad men uh, are thrown against the side um, as uh, those alarm clacks and start blaring. Um, and uh, you uh, with, with rage in your eyes uh, look around uh, to see exactly what the fuck is going on. Uh, meanwhile, um, back at DeSantis uh, Medical or General Hospital, Jesus. or General Hospital, as it's known in some circles, <laughs> um, Evan- uh, yeah, Evangeline and Val, um, how would each of you try and come out of this? Uh, you've now hit a point of kind of drifting in and out where you realize you're not trying to come out of uh, out of rest. This isn't, in fact, a rouse check. This is, yeah. in fact, a... Uh, a thing so similar to Everett kind of taking in what what had happened to him and, and making an educated guess. What do you think your uh, your your first reactions would be, Val? You've got uh, something reptilian and hissing on you, uh, Evangeline. You fell face for you just face planted off a chair, which mm-hmm. I think honestly might be equal in dignity for each of you, uh, depending <laughs> on on uh, your moods. Hmm. Um, yeah, how do you how do you try and uh, kind of shake this off? Yeah, I think Val's initial reaction is not being able to move and it feeling like the fight that just went on and all the magic and her body being controlled. So her initial reaction is the built up anger and just trying to force her body to move. But she immediately assumes it must be magic, blood magic again. And just angrily trying to ramp herself up to find some strength within her to move or fight against whatever it is that's going on. I dig that. So let's go um, for you then. Let's go with strength. Uh, I like that. And hmm, maybe survival. Does that seem seem right? Strength and survival to you? Hmm. I can definitely do that. Um. Or brawl. I take survival or brawl. Survival more for like um, I'm toughing it out and I'm just kind of like using my my strength to kind of like muscle through. Uh, brawl with more like the rage flails, like you're in a mosh pit. Yeah, I think it's going to be Brawl then. The Just, I imagine the fists and the shaking arms start happening even as she's on the ground and then trying to just fight through whatever this is. Yeah, all right. So strength, Brawl, and I have three hunger still. Yeah. Well, I have, and, yeah. And yeah, Evangeline. I have three hunger because I just marked it. Amazing. All right. Uh, right, right, because of the rouse. Uh, mm-hmm. Evangeline, what are you, uh, what are you rolling? Um... I think this is one of those things where after like so much shit has gone wrong, you know, when you're just having like the worst fucking day ever. Mm -hmm. And one more thing, like you've already, you've, there's already been tears. There's been like literally blood, sweat and tears. And you're just like, so fucking fried. And 
um, like one more bad thing happens and you don't have space for it. You just yeah. like, I don't like, there is no emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. There is just from her. I think it's just like, like, it's just like a no, this is not, I refuse to let this happen right now. And I think that is just like, she, she is just kind of goes into like, a, I, 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 we just need to deal with this. And I, th- I think she would literally launch herself up just with that. <laughs> just, just with like a fuck. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. So a, a similar kind of like drawing from a similar place as Val, but shot through a, a prism of like, I've had enough, not this yeah. makes me incredibly furious. All right, cool. Yeah, I like exactly. that a lot. Um, all right. So I think then, um, Laura, I might take this one as resolve and athletics. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, that makes the most sense for me of, of those. Yeah, I would agree. I'll, I'll roll at the same time. Sounds good. Okay. Woo! Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, that is four successes. Uh, and that's it. That's four success. Yes, because no, it's because it has to be two. No, 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 no. It's oh, only one. To, only one ten is on a hunger oh, die. Well, We're okay. I looked well, at. It, I was like, huh. normal successy. Normal. The, well, yeah, I did. I did the same reaction. I got five successes, two tens, one on a hunger dice. <laughs> Oh man, it's good to be back. We take a break. We come back to just like just right on Tyler's expression. Yeah, this is happening. Oh, buddy. Okay. Um. Okay, great. Uh, so. Uh, Evangeline, you, you spring, um, you you spring up and, uh, taking in the room, um, you can see that, uh, it is, uh, uh, you know, as, as, as you left it, uh, except that Everett's bed is empty. So he's, he's gone. Um, there's no signs of a struggle. Um, his, uh, his body's just gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Doris's bed, however, is a bit different. There's some, uh, some blood splatter on it. Uh, it's disheveled and um, you can see that uh, kind of the, uh, half the mattress has been pulled off um, and there's a knocked over chair uh, next to it, um, which is um, all you, you reacting Laura or just, no, just shaking yeah, this as, is, as a human. The, no, uh, uh, Evangeline is, is shaking her head as right. I am. It's, and just say, no, 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 <laughs> don't like it. No, it's <laughs> no, <laughs> No, uh, which is, of course, the worst thing that could happen to you uh, in this moment uh, until a snake gets thrown at you. No, uh, Val, <laughs> um, as you um, hulk out, um, just rage playing, uh, your first reaction is to just toss uh, toss this thing off your back. You don't even bother to look at it, uh, which unfortunately hits uh, eventually in the face. Um, and then uh, in your messy successy state. Um, you tear out the door. You just you can you pick up the the visuals immediately. Uh, sheriff is gone. Doris is gone. It's just like I think it's that classic like our brains aren't great at understanding that we've been unconscious for a while. Where it's just like you remember the last thing you remember. So it's like whoever did this is probably right outside. Which you know non messy successy Val 
would definitely clock, but messy success eval uh, yeah. does not. Um, so uh, you throw the snake uh, and you begin to run. Um, Evangeline, uh, you're hit in the face with a snake. No. Uh, what do you do? God. No. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, I, I think it's just like she <laughs> she doesn't even panic at this mm-hmm. point she like literally is just like uh, yeah grab, grab snake by its head that's what you do that's what you fucking do with snakes because she's had to do stupid like shows stupid like news segments with like stupid local zoos and like people coming in and has to has had to hold stupid fucking like I to be clear, Laura loves like holding like animals and lizards and shit. Evangeline is just like, no, fuck this. So she knows she knows how to keep it like as far away from her as possible and what to do. That and is so, so funny. And such a good justification that I'm not gonna yeah. even gonna make your roll. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call it a urine monkey? Oh, I yeah, figured exactly, it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, having the worst day of her life while some dipshit in khaki shorts explains why we need to save this stupid <laughs> yeah. animal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Smiling for the camera through like just pursed lips. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then having to deliver the weather while holding it. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> not raining cats and dogs, we're raining snakes. So, like, it'd be, it would be awful. <laughs> right, and the yeah. guy at the teleprompter is just pointing at it with a big smile on his face, being yeah. like, like fuck. this is this is his citizen and king. i'm just like under my brush like fuck you greg like it's just <laughs> <laughs> daytime emmys for the local channels here i come <laughs> someone told him those exist they don't um it was not you uh so you hold the snake out um immediately and um uh it looks like shit uh it is uh it seems to be rotting away from the inside uh in your hands as you hold it uh uh bits of it are falling off um, it's still moving, but um, you can see its tail is kind of like whipping um, in a death rattle um, as it as it kind of chokes. Uh, definitely fanged. Um, it, uh, it it looks uh, kind of like a thin cobra, so it's got a bit of that flared, um, you know, uh, cobra hood. Uh, you know, the good good that goes behind all the villains on uh, uh, GI Joe. Um, it is. Uh, it it would have been a brilliant gold color, uh, unnaturally gold. Um, however, uh, it is rotting from the inside, and there's a, like kind of a black tarry substance uh, leaking out of it. Um, but uh, yes, as you hold it, uh, it kind of like its tail whips, um, kind of for for the last uh, couple times, mm-hmm. um, and it goes it goes still. Uh, at which point, um, you hear uh, a, a a grunt and a crash. Uh, as uh, uh, Val uh, falls face first uh, into the hallway, uh, Val, you tear off after uh, who's done this. Who? What's going through your head right now? Who do you think? Who done it? Like, what's hmm. what's the immediate like? I know you want vengeance, but does it matter? Is it just like someone's nearby and I'm going to punch them? Like, what's the uh, what's the vibe? Yeah, I think it's it's instant looking for vengeance. The seeing red through each hallway and looking at people and trying to find anyone who is odd person out and probably just animal noise and swearing like, where the fuck are like, fuck, where the fuck are you? <laughs> just Great. going through hallways, <laughs> pushing over people. Well, you don't anything. get far, my friend, because as you you run into the hallway, uh, as, as Evangeline just saw you, you trip, um, you go face first into the wall. Um, you crash through it. Um, you kind of bounce <laughs> off of it. The wall. Um, 
I imagine this we hospital. Through, like having, a hospital wall, like I'm this, thinking keep like in mind, concrete this place, walls. Like, yeah, well, no, 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 no. Like these. Keep in oh, mind, right. um, there's one of the interesting issues with New Haven is it was built very quickly, very recently. Right. So I think it's safe to say that like looks like a hospital, feels like a hospital, but it's basically a prefab. So yeah, you like crash yeah, okay. through, um, crash through some drywall. Um, <laughs> it it hurts. Um, but uh, it doesn't deal you any superficial damage or anything. Um, as you crash out of it, still swearing and muttering, but now covered in drywall dust, um, very much like Joe Pesci in Home Alone, um, you you turn around. I know. Here's my question: Do you continue? Do you look back to see what you tripped over, or do you tear off down the hall in search of of people to punch? Oh, if she tripped over something, she, did, she would yes. look. Yes, she would look at what she tripped over and she definitely looks like horror show it's not just drywall she is still wearing the clothes from that big battle with the black ichor which is now dried overnight so she's just in this stiff black looks (laughs) like garbage just and doing a mosh pit flail at the same time yes i assume she's still doing that (laughs) i mean yeah until we hear otherwise i mean you know you're all messy successy um, yeah, it is true. Like in all the horror movies, whenever anyone gets like super gored up, they always like go get cleaned before the major next act. Even Die Hard, his shirt gets like dirty, but then kind of just a, a uniform dirt. Um, so yeah, you're just like horror movie into yes. drywall, yes. Uh, into rage. Um, but uh, okay, so um, looking back uh, as you mutter into your little mosh pit rage uh, – you uh, see that you've uh, tripped over uh, Stella, the uh, the uh, mortal nurse that runs the uh, the, the blood bank um, here at the hospital. Um, her uh, tea mug is shattered uh, on the ground next to her um, her body with uh, with kind of like a, a pool of tea. Bag is out. Um, she is uh, has now been like rolled over awkwardly. Um, you can see there is uh, crusted foam uh, around her mouth. Um, and, um, her, uh, her eyes are kind of fluttering. Uh, she's alive, um, but, uh, clearly in, in slightly rough shape. What do you do? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I think, <laughs> I don't know if I have to roll for it because I think Val in her heart would want to try to calm down and be helpful to this person. But obviously her entire bane is that the rage just consumes, it keeps <laughs> roiling. <laughs> It, it was a success that was, in fact, a mess. Um, so I'm going to say um, then you you quickly look at look the body over and then just take off. It's a combination of your brain saying she's alive, but also someone hurt her and I'm going to go hurt them worse. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Can you roll me, please, a uh, let's say. I mean, how do we want to play this, Dell? I don't think it's an investigation, but it kind of is. It's like a bad investigation. <laughs> it's um, an angry investigation. Let's go. Uh, angry. Yeah, investigangry. <laughs> you really need to get that checked out. They have to amputate limbs for a vest of a gangry. Um, all right. Well, now that we made jokes about it, I feel like we have to use that role. All right, so let's investigation. go. With, let's go with that. And what else? Um, I was going to say resolve, but in this case, I think strength. Let's let's okay. stick with the uh, vest of mm-hmm. angry. We're just booting doors uh, like your impatient video game character double tapping the button, you know? Okay. That's five dice with three hunger. I got two successes. Two successes. Um, Okay. So um, as you make your way kind of out of this ward and further into the hospital, 
um you uh you kind of like boot open uh, a couple of doors um all the rooms seem to be empty around you here uh and then you get out into the main building and again it's not a huge hospital like it's new haven is is a small community um when you get out into kind of the uh the main corridor you're you're met with like surprised looks from just like orderlies and doctors it seems to be business as usual out here um you uh you're wearing your your sunglasses i assume as always is that correct I don't know if she got them back after the big fight or not. Fair enough. Okay, it makes sense to me that you're not. You actually recoil away a bit uh, because mm-hmm. it is it's it's low light. Like it's not like you know the morning. It's 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 almost dusk, but enough that you actually kind of like recoil a bit mm-hmm. uh, as you enter the main hall, and people kind of like turn in shock. And um, uh, an, uh, an orderly immediately uh, turns to you and he just says, "Oh, hey there. Uh, I'm sorry. You you okay? You you." Do you need a shower? What happened mm-hmm. to you? She would grab the orderly because, yeah, ah! light coming into the room would yep. would stop her in her tracks. So she would grab the orderly to drag them closer to her face. So it's closer <laughs> and out of the light, like into the doorway. Yep. And say, what the fuck is going on? The sheriff's missing. People are hurt. Tell me what the fuck is happening. Uh, I had a sick kid throw up and I was mopping. God. Um, and He's just going to shove this guy down onto the ground aside and be like, who the fuck knows what's going on here? Um, <laughs> and uh, you just hear like a boom, boom. And from the front desk, someone says, we have a, a code red in the lobby, code red in, in the lobby. Hi, friends. It's Ryan here. And I am excited to invite you to join the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon. It's a great way for you to help our team keep creating shows that you love, and it's a cool opportunity for you to get neat things, too. At the $1 level, we have a Patreon-exclusive Discord, so you can chat with other listeners and our cast in spoiler and non-spoiler channels so anyone can tag in. At the $5 level, we offer ad-free feeds for a bunch of our shows, so you won't have to hear us advertising our Patreon anymore. At $15, you get to submit names for NPCs, places, and things that we have to use in the shows, and we also have a Tips, Tricks, and Traps video where you can submit questions that our GMs and DMs myself and Tom will answer for you and at $25 you can create your own NPC to join one of our active shows and get a special thank you at the end of every episode we produce we've got a bunch of tiers where you can join so please head on over to patreon.com slash dice. that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e patreon.com slash dice. please help support us and we'll keep new episodes coming Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelver, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through five Five more seasons and beyond. Check it out now. Dom, doms, and dragons. Meanwhile, Everett, uh, you are cold red in a helicopter, slamming into the side <laughs> of a helicopter. Um, the entire thing is tilting. Um, you can tell it hasn't like completely flipped over, but it has really like uh, it's it's tilting on an angle because you basically oh burst God. out of a box like a projectile. 
not understanding there was space around you and kind of crash into some people, knock them into the thing. Um, in your, in your, uh, still in your kind of like raged out, messy, successy state, um, you see, uh, the, the aforementioned three guys, um, wearing SWAT armor, full, uh, tinted face masks, um, and uh, you're in a helicopter. There is um, sunlight streaming through uh, from the front canopy. Uh, uh, you can see um, a co-pilot, like like basically using his hand to try and block the windows uh, back into the um, back into the cabin where you are. Uh, this is a small small helicopter, um, not like four people sitting in seats. It's big enough that they could lay you down in a um, in a coffin, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know certainly not. Um, Big. The uh, coffin itself uh, that you burst out of uh, almost looks like a military weapons crate. Uh, so just right. kind of a just a heavy wooden uh, thing. Weirdly, you can see wires um, and uh, what looks to be some kind of uh, small metal device um, sticking out of it. Um, there was a laptop that is now like, fl- you know, like bashing around the cabin uh, that seemed to have been propped on top. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, uh, you are enraged. You have, uh, three guys around you. Helicopter is veering. Light is coming in. First and foremost, I'm going to need a, um, a stamina and I think survival from you, uh, just to see what happens when you're blasted by, by unexpected sunlight. Two fails. Two fails. Um, all I've got. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, so I'm going to need you to please take a, a point of. Um, <laughs> I think this is going to be a proper point of health. This is uh, this is bad. This is really not great. Um, and I think there's something to the idea of like if you were doing like the full Dracula, like <laughs> I know that sun is happening, so I'm going to keep my shit away from it. That'd be one thing. But to literally just turn. You're in a helicopter. You're above cover, so it's just like streaming in. Um, this is uh, this is bad. Um, so um, yeah, you begin uh, you begin to just feel tired more than because like sunlight. Also, it's not quite like a buffy like you burst into flames kind of situation, but you're so rough that like your mm. body just doesn't have any reserves to to deal with this mm. shit. Uh, so you immediately feel ill. Uh, you tilt. I think this is going to bring you out of your messy successy uh, rage just because like. It's a little bit like a cold bucket of water to the face, but if it burned, it made you want to fall asleep and die. Um, and um, you immediately, um, one of the, uh, the 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 sort of big figures um, uh, leaps at you and tries to tackle you. What do you do? It sounds like I'm pretty out of it. Um, I wouldn't say I consciously let him do it, but I don't know how much of a fight I've got in me. Totally fair. Uh, yeah. I think post messy success, he probably not much. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, you're, you're tackled to the ground. Um, you can hear um, sort of th- uh, over the din of like the alarms and everything else. Um, uh, this guy's head gets close enough to you that you can hear him yelling uh, into a calm, just being like, uh, asset is down, need cover, need cover. Uh, and then immediately another guy just leaps on top. Um, and, um, there's just kind of like the, uh, the chopper again, like sways a bit and then starts to, uh, to stabilize. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the guys tackled you. So to be clear, Tyler, you're basically saying like, you're not putting up a fight now with these guys, like on top of you, right? 
I think I am. I just think I'm weak and disoriented. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, I don't think it's hard for them, but I think I'm trying. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right. So um, the uh, the guy who tackled you uh, takes his helmet off, uh, the first guy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, underneath, you can see he's um, kind of like a uh, Michael Ironside type. So just like a real kind of okay. like uh, sandblasted, weathered military face kind of guy. Um, you know, shaved gray head uh, with a little bit of salt and pepper stubble, uh, face like granite. Um, and uh, he just flips his helmet around, and you can see his skin start to blister and smoke in the um, in the sunlight. Um, and he flips this helmet around, and he slams it over your head. Um, and uh, he uh, he just kind of gestures to uh, one of the other guys, and then starts to like cover himself up poorly. Um, and um, all right, now I've got questions. <laughs> like, yeah, now this is like ever thought one thing like these were men with guns taking him somewhere and now it seems he's an asset people are actively taking steps to protect him and their kindred and they are they're opening themselves up to sunlight in an effort to protect him so I think, yeah, the the questions start start coming if Everett's able to talk under you know like a dog pile of soldiers, just like yeah, um, what what the hell is going on? Um, and uh, once you've got the helmet on, you can see that it is uh, it is like a, a full like again I keep leaning on Jejo for some reason today, but it it is like <laughs> a UV mask, um, like full glass <laughs> uh, mask, um, but. Um, you can see a mic um, kind of by your by your mouth, um, and when, when you, you say that, you hear a crackle in your ear, um, and uh, you actually see the guy who's covering up kind of give you a thumbs up, um, tap uh, his ear, and then someone hands him a, a headset, and like basically still like face to face with you as his skin continues to kind of smoke as people try and cover him a bit. Um, uh, he just says, uh, uh, "Yes, uh, good, good, you're." Uh, you 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 understand uh, that uh, what we're trying to do here? That's good. That's real good, um, Mister Fry. I have I, uh, no idea what you're trying to do here. Get off of me, uh, sir. With all due respect, being on top of you is kind of what we're trying to do here to stop you from uh, uh, further disruptions. I understand you were disoriented. I understand you do not understand what is going on here. I'm going to need you to stay calm. Keep the mask on. Uh, the sun is still up, sir. This is a major issue. Uh, we were uh, fully expecting you to be under until, uh, uh, well, until we reached the uh, the clinic. But uh, you're awake now, and that is a serious problem. So stay down, and you will not burn. Do you understand me? I, y- yes, I understand. I'm calm. I'm I'm calm. What is going on? Where am I? Um, and um, you can see just the the, the slightest like hardening of his face a bit as like clearly this is a, a shit show and he's like bummed about it this is a man who likes things to run like clockwork um and uh he just says uh, uh mr fry you are currently being uh removed to a safe location uh new haven has clearly been compromised and uh the council is somewhat concerned about their safety as well as yours. There are some certain th- questions they've got about the safety of themselves and the city. And uh, as uh, someone calling themselves sheriff, uh, it seems those questions fall to you. So we're moving to a safe location. This has always been the plan uh, in case something like this happened. So I need you to, to stay calm. We are on your side. We are working for the council. 
and we're just going to go have a conversation. All right. They need some answers from you, and I'm sure you need some answers from them. And due to how out of hand things have gotten, well, we we had to uh, to initiate the ASP protocol. Uh, so that's uh, that's what's going on here. Uh, rest assured, no harm will come to you if you just remain calm, sir. Tom, do I have my gun? Uh, you do not. Okay. They do. Wasn't wasn't, uh, wasn't planning uh, no, on reaching for it, but I also mean like they have guns on their hips, like they're they're dressed in SWAT attire. So if you want to right, reach right. for something, you no, no, it's not that I want to start shit. It's just something you think about when you're in these situations. <laughs> uh, do you want to ask him about it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll say, uh, where's my weapon? Um, and, uh, he, he nods and just, um, like waves to, uh, another, uh, person in armor and she, um, uh, kind of like opens a bag, uh, and just kind of shows it to you. Just like holds up a bag. You can see your sidearms in it. Um, it, your, your hat is like broken and stuffed in there. It's just like anything that, that wasn't convenient to be on your body when you were being transported. I reach for the bag. Um, she kind of like does that like edges it away thing. Um, but, uh, uh, Coste kind of the, uh, uh, the, the lead guy just kind of uh, looks at her, gives her a hard look and, and nods. Um, and, uh, she kind of shakes her head and then, uh, leans forward with the bag for you. All right. I'll take my stuff and just have it. It's mine again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, Kosti, uh, like again, kind of leaning on his, his headset just says, and sir, I, uh, I imagine as a, as a lawman, you, you understand not to discharge a firearm inside a helicopter, but after the way you, uh, burst out of your transport box there, uh, I, I feel like I just need to reaffirm, please don't fire that gun in the helicopter. Well, yeah, I know I'm in a helicopter now, so I understand the typical etiquette. All right, sir. Thank you. We we appreciate that. Um, and by this okay. point, they've like brought him another helmet, and he he clicks it down right, yeah. uh, over his head. It doesn't quite fit, so it's kind of like just at his chin. So his chin continues to kind of smolder, but oh. um, he uh, he nods and then kind of like sits back. So you've got a bit of space, and everyone kind of like moves back. The you know a couple of the uh, the other two members are just like rapidly like moving the box aside. Uh, you see the lady just kind of look at the the busted laptop. You can actually see. Kind of through the shattered screen, there seemed to be like flatline diagnostics um, that would have been kind of plugged in. Um, and um, she just kind of like looks at it and does that thing people do in movies where she just turns it and like the glass falls off the screen and <laughs> just kind of shakes her head and slams it shut and throws it in a corner. Um, but Costa kind of like sits back um, very like, you know, he's kind of a short squat guy. Um, he reminds you of like Ridley if Ridley got jacked. Um, and uh, he... Um, <laughs> He uh, just kind of settles settles back and says, uh, uh, "Don't worry, sir. We'll we'll be there be there shortly, and I'm sure. Uh, again, all all your questions will be answered. Uh, uh, Lord uh, Tostarosa uh, assured me that um, he'd be uh, happy to answer any of the questions that uh, that you may have. You know, New Haven. Uh, it ain't a lost cause. Uh, y'all could have come to see me, and we could have had this meeting in town." All due respect, sir, my unit only gets activated when it is, uh, when enough factors have uh, come into play that New Haven may not be a lost cause, but is enough of a lost cause uh, to require our intervention. So with due respect, sir, I believe just showing up to have a chat was not in the cards. After all, if a town council meeting can be attacked and uh, council members can be killed, 
None of you are as safe as you you believe you are. And again, due respect, sir, local law enforcement isn't exactly known for its uh, strong arm uh, tactics and defensible defensive capabilities. We are. Well, that shuts me up. Uh, <laughs> I think Everett knows he's he's been chastised enough by like Ridley, especially in the past. Or like if he asks like the wrong questions, he really like gives the impression that he really doesn't know what it is to be like kindred and to to understand this society. So he has questions, but these don't seem like the people to ask and he doesn't need they appear to you know talking about due respect and calling me sir and an asset and all that stuff he doesn't need to undermine that this perspective they have of him already so i think he's just gonna shut up for the time being and if he can just kind of piece together what's going on based on whatever he sees around the inside of this helicopter, like, like how many, how many, uh, soldiers are in here with me? Just the three plus two in the cockpit, three plus two in the cockpit. Did the two in the cockpit appear to be kindred as well? Like, are they wearing the same helmets? No, uh, no helmet. Like they're wearing those open, like the, the bug eye helmets. Um, but no, right. they appear to be, uh, uh, kind, which would make sense because if you're going to fly a helicopter in the daytime, Sure, you sure. could put on lots of UV screening, but maybe just get a couple of. Uh... Now they're wearing the same gear as as the people in the or like the same kind of li- um they, you know they've got the same patches and like stuff. They're not wearing armor, yeah. but they are they're wearing you know jumpsuits um, with it. I think um, at a, a quick glance, Everett, it would be pretty clear that this is an outfit of some sort. They're all clearly they're organized. They're all kitted out the same way. Um, can you roll me, please? Um, an inv- investigation and wits please i punch a hole in the helicopter um (laughs) i'm hungry man uh that's one two three four five six successes Two of them crits, one of those crits on a hunger die. Oh, shit, sir. Uh, Fuck. As you as your eyes scan, again, you're calm, you're in control, your eyes are scanning, you see these guys, they all kind of look kitted out the same way. Um, but there's something just kind of tickling the edge of your memory uh, about the, the patches you're seeing. Um, it's a red DNA helix. Um, just a simple kind of red uh, DNA helix pattern. Um, and all of a sudden, with your messy successy, also messy successy, uh, you realize um, these are the same guys that jumped Iris. You're in a red cell helicopter. They're a mercenary outfit made of uh, kindred and other paranormal elements. And they have you in the daytime, in the sky, and are flying you to parts unknown. Which, you know what? Does kind of make you punch a hole in the side of the helicopter. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Lori Elizabeth at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. 
This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and our show log was created by Decapitated Markers, at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.